The Last Word on Travel on Today FM with Multitrip.com, Ireland's favourite travel insurance provider. It's time now for our weekly travel spot with Sarah Slattery from thetravelexpert.ie and today we're going to talk about, well, I doubt this is going to be a cheap holiday. This could be sort of a dream holiday of a lifetime, perhaps for something like a honeymoon. We're going to the Maldives. Sarah, where exactly are the Maldives? Yeah, hi Matt. Um, yeah, they're in the Indian Ocean. Um, actually quite accessible from Ireland, uh, which I think surprises a lot of people. There's lots of flights via the Emirates now with Qatar and Emirates, um, Turkish Airlines, lots of flights there. So, And it's becoming more and more popular um, over the last couple of years. I think COVID might have had something to do with it as well because they opened a little bit earlier than any of the other exotic uh, destinations like in Asia and places like that and people kind of saw it as like a safe bubble you needed your negative test to enter and there's all these gorgeous pictures coming back when everyone else was locked up inside uh, of people in the Maldives and um, it's definitely becoming more and more uh, it's on more people's radar I think at the moment. It's a collection of islands how many islands and how many of them are actually inhabited? There's actually 1,200 islands, would you believe? I think that that kind of shocked me um, as well, but only 200 are inhabited. And of that 200, in fact, most of the population, most of the locals live in Mali. Um, so there's only 50 islands that are inhabited by locals. And then there's 150 that are like luxury resort hotels. So what's kind of nice and unique uh, about the Maldives as well is that each island is, a, is its own hotel. So you feel very safe. You're not if you go to one one hotel, like that's your island, that's where you are for the week. And um, so, as I said, it's very easy just wandering around. It's all sand. Uh, you're in your flip flops of the week. You don't need any high heels. None of that. <laughs> um, but what do you do when you're there? What is there to do? Yeah, I think that this there's a bit of a misconception. A lot of people think that they'd be bored, but uh, I certainly didn't find that anyway. Um, I it was on my bucket list for years. I remember when I started in travel uh, 30 years ago and said I wanted to go and I finally got there a couple of years ago and uh, we went actually with the kids and it, there was just so much to do. Like I remember a lot of the, the islands have all inclusive um, arrangements and you might have spa treatments and boat trips included in your packages and we didn't even get to, to go on half of them. There was just so much to do all the time. Now, most of it is is centered around water sports. So, um, I mean, you'd want to want like swimming. Um, I'm not a good swimmer now at all. I mean, I would have my life jacket on if I was in deep water, but uh, you'd want to like snorkeling and like that kind of thing. But I can't explain it. You just don't get bored like it there's just it's so idyllic it it is like sounds like it's such a cliche but it is like one of those paradise islands it does look like it you see in the pictures and the videos going around it is that beautiful um and you're kind of just just happy to wander around and explore the islands and um and go off swimming and 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 snorkeling and things like that and food i I presume for things like the snorkeling sarah the water is crystal clear is it that you got great line of sight great vision Absolutely. And, you know, there's um, fish right up to the shore. I mean, that's why I think as well, families love it, kids love it, because they see literally turtles and sharks and reef sharks and things coming right up to the shore. So it's 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 quite it's fascinating for them as well. It's fascinating for everybody. But um, it is it's definitely one of those. Um, it's, it's a bit of a lifetime experience, I think. Okay, so get in there, you said. There's a number of airlines, but is it a question of going for a week there and maybe given the distance that it is, maybe adding something else in with it as well? 
Yeah, I mean, as much as I say, you know, I don't think you'd get bored. It's generally people would usually only stay for about a week, you know. So you might do um, three or four nights in Dubai or or Doha or somewhere like that, Istanbul on your way and then a week in the Maldives. That would be like a typical holiday, Um, I suppose. Again, it's it's also important the resort or the island you choose because some of the islands are very much that whole. We I was on one island we visited, um, Candelou, which was stunning, absolutely stunning, um, five star all the way. But it was tiny; it was like thirty villas. You'd really want to be madly in love now to to spend a week there. Whereas I was on another island, Kuramati, that's probably one of the most popular islands from Ireland, and um. Like there's 12 different restaurants. There's like lots of bars. There's even a karaoke bar in the island. You know, it takes 40 minutes to walk from one side of the island to the other. So it's a big island with lots to do. Um, uh, suitable kind of for everybody, for friends, for families, for couples. So it's important that you sort of choose the right island to suit you. Um, and if you if you do feel, you know, that if you, if you like to eat out in different restaurants every night, pick a place that has a choice, you know, just things like that. It's there, There's a few things to kind of watch out for, I suppose. Yeah. What sort of food do they do? Do they cater for European tastes? Absolutely. Um, again, I, I suppose it, it, it varies from island to island. But um, like in Kuramati, for instance, um, like there was 12 different restaurants and where it's located in the Indian Ocean there, you'll get a lot of like Asian influences. So there'll be lots of kind of Thai and, um, you know, Japanese, that kind of um, restaurants as well as then Mediterranean and American or, you know, um, th- there's a massive choice uh, and huge buffet restaurants. The food, I-, I was in three islands and the food is just amazing every single time. So um, I don't think that's an issue, particularly if you pick a good, a good hotel. You suggest though as well, don't you, that you should get a sort of an all-inclusive package. Why is that? Yeah, there's a few tips. I would definitely recommend booking with a travel agent. There's a few things to watch out for. And the all-inclusive, well, I would definitely say go all-inclusive anyway. I mean, you're not going to eat anywhere else. You're only going to eat on the island. So you're at least have the best choice you can. It's usually the best value. Plus drinks can be expensive. Um, everything is priced in American dollars. So get your drinks and everything included in the all-inclusive. But it's important to watch out for the all-inclusive packages as well, because some may only include one main dining room and drinks with your meals, whereas others will include, um, you know, unlimited drinks in all the restaurants. So there's usually most islands will usually have two a two tiered all-inclusive program. So just check um, the one you're booking, you know, covers everything you want. Lots of the all-inclusive include boat trips as well. So you know, I know at the start you said it's an expensive holiday and it can be depending on where you go. But most of the time, if you book an all inclusive, you will literally spend nothing like I mean, nothing tips. Maybe you might tip someone, even though tips would usually be included in the all inclusive. You may do a few tips at the end of someone who's particularly good to you, but there's nothing else to spend your money on, you know. And um, so you have to kind of factor that in when you're when you're thinking about the price as well. OK, talk me through the prices. Yeah, um, again, um, I suppose just going back to what I'm saying, it's it's um, it really varies. So something like Kuradu Island, which is a four star island, would be one of the cheaper, um, but still quite popular, always gets good reviews. So to go from, say, August to September, which would be traditionally low season um, the winter, our, our winter would be their high season. Um, you'd be looking at 2200 for flights, accommodation, seaplane transfers. Um, and all your food and drinks for a week. So that's, I don't think that sounds expensive, but that's a four star. That's not your overwater bungalow, you know, picture perfect thing that you may have in your head, you know. 
um, to upgrade, to go for something like Kuramati. Now, the island that I was saying is probably one of the most popular. Um, they're pretty much now booked out their, their villas until November. But next year, I'd suggest nearly booking now for next year. Uh, they're 25% off their water villas at the moment. Um, and this is now where I hope you're sitting down. But um, for an, a deluxe water villa, you're looking 3,700 per person, including flights and transfers. And then that's the premium all inclusive with all the drinks in any of the restaurants, 12 restaurants. So you can see, you know, it's nearly double the price. Um, but that's your overwater bungalow, all that like basically what I'm trying to say is the prices can really range from like 2,000 to 4,000 depending on 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 what you want to spend and the kind of accommodation you want to go for. Yeah, but then give us a package for two adults and two children under the age of 12. <laughs> I was nearly going to not say this, but anyway, um, no, you're, you're really looking at about 10,000 for all your all inclusive for a flight for a and accommodation in a two bedroom beach house. And then you'd probably have a couple of nights in Dubai or somewhere on the way. And it does sound absolutely outrageous. But I suppose this is trying to compare this to like a holiday in Florida, for instance, which would be similar money when you add in your attraction tickets and all that. And then you have to pay for your drinks and your food and everything else. So, um, no, it is. It's not. It's do you know, it's the kind of holiday that I suppose if the kids are older and it might be the last holiday you'll have with them or uh, maybe it's your 50th and you want to do something absolutely flash or maybe you just have lots of money. Um, you know, it's that kind of a it's that kind of a holiday. And um, it's definitely um, it's 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 a holiday of a lifetime, really. Yeah, and, I, one thing I forgot to ask you, Sarah, and I suppose, again, I was just making assumptions because of the sandy beaches and all the rest of it. What's the weather like over there? How hot does it get? Does it get tropical rain? Yeah, it does get rain in the summertime, but it, it has that gorgeous temperature all year round. It's very near the equator. So it's always it's that lovely kind of balmy 30 degrees. Gets a bit hotter in the rainy season, more well, more humid, more so. Um, and there, you, you do get downpours in the summer. And that's why it's a bit cheaper to go then. But most of the families now would go in the summer. So um, like the rain doesn't seem to be an issue. You know, you, as I said, you get the downpour and then it's clear and then it's beautiful um, again. So um, we went in April and it was absolutely gorgeous. And then I was there in November. So like the weather is, it, it, it's just, it never gets unbearably hot. Um, but I suppose the optimum time to go would probably be maybe October to May, that kind of thing. And then the summer months would have a little bit more rain. But as I said, it doesn't seem to, to, to affect anyone. It's busy year round, really. Thank you very much, Sarah Slattery from the travel expert.ie. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30.